Hey, this is Jason Robinson, the senior pastor at Church of the King, and I am so pumped up that you are hanging out with us today on our podcast. I pray that God really speaks to you today and that you are inspired and encouraged to take on this life for Jesus. I want to encourage you to go on over to our website at cotk.org so you can keep up to date with everything going on. But you can only learn so much through a website and a podcast. Man, we'd love to meet you. Man, come check us out on one of our weekend services. Uh, You can see all of that online as well. So God bless you, and I hope this word ministers to you today. Oh, did y'all enjoy that? Oh, oh, we got several microphones all really close. So, all right. How you guys are doing today? Y'all doing all right? Tell me I'm doing all right. For all you mothers out there, we want to first off say happy Mother's Day to you. But today, even though we want to celebrate you, it's not just about all our moms. It's about all our spiritual moms, all the future moms, all the wanting to be moms one day, all of our ladies. Come on, men. Let's give it up strong for all the ladies in the house here today. So good to have all of you here. For you guys that do not know, my name's Jason Robinson. I'm the pastor here at the church and excited to have you guys with us. And so as you guys can see, it's a little different today. Uh, And so uh, a very different, actually, y'all let me know what we need to do back there because obviously it's a lot of buzzing and all that going on. So they'll work it out back there. Uh, But but first off, I I brought some of the most important ladies in my life are here today, okay? And so there's a couple things. Brian's gonna help me in just a second. I thought the most appropriate thing to do right off the bat is I wanna give, uh, give a few things out to you guys real quick on this this Mother's Day. Uh, first, first thing I want to do is I want to give this to uh, my Ella Robinson. This is, this is one of my three daughters that's here, so I want to give that to you, baby, so much. I love you so much. And, uh, and, and actually, I'm going to do this because my other daughter, who's not up here, is my youngest down here. Elise, come up here, my love. Why don't you come get this? I love you more than life itself, baby. Hey. They're just mad because they're not the promised child, all right? That's how it is, all right? They're just mad. That's all that is. For you guys that do not know, you haven't had a chance, uh, and so my oldest daughter's coming in tomorrow. Uh, my, my, this, for you guys don't know, this is my mom. She came all the way in from New, New Orleans to be a part of this. Mom, I'll put that right there for you. Love you so much. And then, you know, some people have a mother-in-law. I have a mother-in-love, I like to call it. This is, my, this is Nana, we call her around here. And uh, they moved here a little over a year ago, I think it is? A year and a half. A year and a half ago. And so this is my mother-in-law, uh, Sharon's her name, but we call her Nana around here, okay? So love you, Nana, so much. Then, of course, the one, the only, the one. I, I warned you last week, man. I told you. I said, listen, if you're married... And you're like, I'm not buying my wife anything. It's like, it's not, she's not my mom. Let me tell you something. Don't be careful. I made that mistake one time, all right? So the, to the mother of my children and the mother of Church of the King here, my wife, Stephanie oh, Robinson. I love you, babe. I love you. Is this distracting in the way right here? Is this kind of distracting? He's all no, in the way. No, they smell good, though. They smell good? I'll okay, probably good. sneeze. All right, my great, great. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing Seriously, like allergic reaction to get, the, to get the service going. So, yeah. so I, I'm yeah. really excited. This is what we're going to do today, okay? After I, I introduced everyone that's here, and uh, we're just going to have to do something a little different. I'm going to read uh, Proverbs 31 in just a moment. And, uh, and I want, we just want to minister to you ladies today. Guys, don't worry. Your day's coming, all right? Father's Day coming up, and I'm going to focus in on you. But today, it's about the ladies in the house, okay? And so what we're going to do is we're going to, I'm going to read scripture, and I have some just simple questions 
that I want to lay out. And I want to address some of the different areas of all the ladies in here. We're going to talk about the mom. We're going to talk about the wife, the friend, and then just the person. And so this is going to be kind of a panel flow, and I'm going to ask questions along the way. And, and, uh, and my goal is that every woman walks out of here today uh, ministered to, no matter where you're at. And we actually have a gift for you guys on the way out. And so I, I believe it's going to be a great great, great day uh, for you. But before we do that, uh, Stephanie kind of wanted to say something that got put on her heart earlier this week as we begin to address this with all uh, of our ladies. So, babe? Yeah, first of all, happy Mother's Day. Is this on? Yes, okay, this yeah, you're is on. on. Happy Mother's Day to all of you. Um, I'm a mom of four, and so I know the uh, busyness of being a mom and what a blessing it is to be a mom. But I also thought um, this week I was riding in my car and I was uh, listening to KSBJ, and they were just talking about Mother's Day. And, and then I was thinking how great of a day it is for me, but then how um, not great of a day it is for everyone. And so I just wanted to say, if you're here today, and um, maybe your heart is to be a mom, and that the cards just haven't played out yet for you, that uh, we feel for you. If you've had a child that um, made you a mom, and you've lost your child, that this is, not a, this is a hard day for you, and uh, we're here for you. If you've lost your mom, and this is your uh, first day without your mom, first Mother's Day without your mom, or if it's your... 10th Mother's Day without your mom, it's a hard day for you. And then I just want to encourage you that as uh, your pastors, we, we love you. We're here for you. I've prayed for you. And that um, a scripture came to mind this morning, Psalms 34, 18, that God is close to the brokenhearted. So if you find yourself today a little brokenhearted, I should have had Kleenex over here. <laughs> if, you, if you find yourself a little brokenhearted, that God knows right where you're at. Amen. And um, he, he knows where you're at, and he's here for you. And, um, and we're for, here for you as your spiritual family. And we love you guys. We celebrate you, and um, we love you. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for this day, God. Father, I'm just asking that your spirit that's already here, yeah. God, I pray just an intensity feel of your spirit would just come here today. And uh, God, we just need you, Lord. I pray you would just minister, God, and your spirit would lead us and guide us in our conversation yes. today. Uh, God, as we talk and we minister uh, to the ladies, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 While we're on it, uh, Poppy or, uh, uh, or one of you guys back there, would y'all mind? I was just thinking, uh, we might need some Kleenex up here. Matter of fact, I don't know we're going to probably need some Kleenex up here. <laughs> yeah, I will. So if there's any somewhere or whatever, we'd love to have some if there is some up there. Let me, I want to read this scripture, uh, Proverbs 31, uh, verses 10 through 11. Who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Her husband can trust her, and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good, not harm all the days of her life. She finds wool and flax and busily, busily spends it. She is like a merchant's ship bringing her food from afar. She gets up before dawn and prepares breakfast for her household and plans the work for the servant girls. She goes to inspect the fields and, and buys it with her earnings she plants in a vineyard. She is energetic and strong a hard worker. She makes sure her dealings are profitable. Her lamp burns late into the night. Her hands are busy spinning thread, her fingers twist, twisted fiber. She extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy. She has no fear of the winter for her household, for everyone has warm clothes. She makes uh, her own bedspread. She dresses in fine linen and purple gowns. Her husband is well known at the city gate where he sits down with other civic leaders. She, she makes belted linen garment and chasset, and chasset, why can't I say that? 
Fascist. Fascist. All right, all right. All right, to sell, the, sell to the merchants. She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All pretty ones, too. All right, there it is. So she carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. They are there are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but babe, Stephanie, you surpass hey. them all, my love. All right. Charm is deceitful and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will great, be greatly praised. Reward her for all she's done. Let her deeds publicly depra- declare her praises. All right. Wow. So, yeah, so now we're going to break this down. What, baby? I don't make my own bedspread. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I got a long way to go, but that's all good. <laughs> it's all good, baby. We're going to get there. All right. So anyway, I, so this is how we're going to do it. It's kind of like a panel setting here. And so uh, just thought it would be interesting. So we're going to focus first on the mom. We've got four different categories again, the mom, the wife, the friend, and the person. So we're going to focus just a couple questions on, on the, the moms. But I, I figured the first question that we should ask is the one that everybody in here wants to know. Uh, and it's to my mom. Mom, how did you make such an amazing son? I don't know how. Yes. I mean, I'm sure that's what everyone wants to know, right? No, I'm just kidding, mom. I'm just joking. <laughs> I, I'm just joking. I thought it would be fun to start off this way. Nana, uh, why don't you give a fun memory that you have of, of Stephanie, being the mom to Stephanie? One of the fun stories that we always tell about Stephanie is she was in nursing school and um, she came home from nursing school and she didn't realize that we had had a rat in our attic and um, Larry had put a trap up there and it had caught the rat, but the rat didn't die. So I was at work, he was at work, Stephanie comes home from nursing school and opens our front door and hears a noise. Immediately she tells me this after, she dropped her books on the porch ran and hid behind the neighbor's car to make sure that the burglar was not chasing her. And then when she knew she was clear, she ran across the street and um, called 911. Calls me at work and says- Because I didn't have a cell phone, teenagers. Yeah, we didn't have cell phones then. Anyway. No. So she calls me at work and says, I called 911. I said, you did what? She says, I called 911. Well, in the meantime, the police came, they went in our house with the guns drawn, went through all of our closets, whatever, (laughs) until one of them realized that the noise was in the attic. So he pulls down the staircase and the trap falls down with the rat in it, still alive. So he takes it outside, kills the rat, but leaves the trap on the front lawn. So when Larry gets home, he says, how did that, and he had prayed, God, how am I going to get this trap out with this live rat in it? So he comes home and he sees the trap in the front yard and he comes in, he says, how did the rat get out? I went, talk to your daughter. 911. <laughs> you had a rat, you have a rat problem out there. Yes, call Stephanie. Yes. So that's and it. So. And, the, and the cops, they said, we got the dirty rat. Right. <laughs> right. All right, mom. Any, any, any quick fun stories? Uh, yeah, several, but uh-huh. we'll stick with one. Okay. Uh, Y'all make sure you will put that right. Yeah, I remember when, okay. uh, actually we were brand new Christian. Jason was born again before I was. And so we were all learning the word at the same time. And one day he came into the house and he said, he said, wow, he says, I, I better pay attention to my parents because uh, the scripture is in Proverbs 30. He said, says that if I don't obey my parents, that the ravens are going to pluck out my eyes and the eagles going to eat, uh, the vultures are going to eat it. And so. Y'all ought to break out that scripture, some of you parents out there. <laughs> Baby, we're getting a new plaque on the way home today, right. you know? Ah, so, 
It's true. Okay. All right, just keep it fun for another second. Ella, Ella Grace, all the way at the end. What do you love most about mom? By your mom. There's a lot of things, but um, one of my favorite things is just like, she's like my partner in crime. She's my like number one supporter and she's always like life filled and like giving me life and just uh, keeping everything like at a positive tone, no matter throughout the day, no matter what she's gone through. She never complains and she just keeps going, keeps her head up and she keeps us all happy and healthy and I love her. Uh, Most of the time. So Most of the time. All right. I have my days. <laughs> okay. I love you, Ella. Right. Mom, my mom and, uh, and Nana, one of you guys, y'all jump on this one. So what would you say to a mom out there right now that uh, they, they want to raise their kids to be godly kids, um, but it just truthfully in this crazy world we live in, it's just intimidating. It's a little scary at times, and it's just a huge, huge task. And I know there are many moms out there, and you look at everything in front of you, and I don't know about you. I remember when we first had our kids, we're like, can I do this? You know, do I have what it takes to do this? Because it can be really challenging. And so what's something you would say as, uh, as parents um, who did all right, raising their kids, did pretty good. Um, I would just ask you, what, what's something you could say to encourage uh, the, the moms out there? Well, uh, first of all, you have to know the word of God if you want your child to know it. And uh, so you have to educate yourself for one. And of course, you have to start with becoming a Christian, you know, giving your life to the Lord to do that. And we have a strange situation because Jason actually became a Christian before I did. And he was basically preaching to me because I went through a very hard time and I was not a Christian. And Jason would say, Mama, he said, you need to pray. And then I wasn't a believer. And so the next morning he'd get up and I might be crying and he'd say, Mama, he says, did you pray? <laughs> and, and I'd say, oh, no, no, I didn't pray. He said, well, Mama, you need to pray. So he was actually witnessing to me. But when we both finally got on the same page and we were going to church and he was going to all the little youth programs that were teaching him and uh, we were learning ourselves, uh, it's just so important for any mother or father with children to, to bring them to where they can learn about the Word of God. Because uh, I, we talked about this among us that, you know, we get up and bring our kids to school because we feel like there's no choice. They need to go to school to learn the things that they need to do in life. But yet we don't always value spiritual things like going to church. I've heard parents say, well, they didn't feel like going. Well, when you get, up, get your children up in the morning to take them to school and they say they didn't feel like going, well, you don't just say, okay, oh, well, you know, we'll just skip today. No, you, you make them go. And I feel like Come on, preach that, Mama. <laughs> Seriously. Is that where you got your preaching from? Maybe. Maybe a little bit. We need to do the same thing for church. Don't give our children a choice. Um, I mean, we're the parent. They're not telling us what to do. We should be telling them what to do. We're the parent. We're parenting them. I'll never forget. I woke up sick one Sunday morning, and I was like, Dad, I'm sick. He's, well, well church is the perfect place, son. You can get healed by the power of Jesus Christ. And I'm like, Dad, that's. I'm sick, Dad. He's like, come on. And sure enough, they come to the prayer part of the service. He's like, come on, son. You ain't getting out of this. You won't get prayed for. God's going to heal you. Then go home, 102 fever, you know, got everybody sick. That's cool. All right, it's all good. Yeah. And, yeah. and another thing is, like, uh, I, I was a very imperfect parent, as probably all of us are in some areas. So I have to say that in spite of me and my parenting, Jason turned out the way he did. 
we gave him the, you know, the options, if you want to call it that, the, to learn. But God really did the work. You know, yeah. I'm not taking the credit for him turning out the way he did. We did what we knew to do. <laughs> Great, right? I take that credit. Say, I did it. <laughs> no, I'm but anyway, in spite of my flaws, my mistakes, and whatever we did wrong, God took over the rest and made him what he is today. Very good. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mom. I'm going to jump to this next question, Nana, actually for you, if you would. Um, and it's, what would you tell a mom? Because, you know, we pray with our moms, love our moms. Uh, uh, we've prayed with many ladies out there. What would you tell a mom who did all they know to do to raise their kids in a godly environment and their kids are struggling? Or maybe the kids have moved away now and they're doing their own thing and it's not the way they raised them and they're thinking, I did not raise them that way. Um, and it's real painful and, and, a, and a struggle to them. What, how would you encourage one of those moms out there? You know, I guess the first thing you always say is pray. You know, pray, you know, pray for your child, whether they're at home or they've moved away. And um, I think one of the things that I always look at is the scripture where it talks about um, the God of all comfort, who comforts us that we can comfort someone else. And I would encourage um, a young mom or uh, whatever that is struggling with that to find a, um, a person, an older lady or someone that they respect that they can go to and say, I'm struggling, to be open and honest with someone and say, we're struggling, what advice can you give me? You've traveled this road a lot quicker than, longer than I have, and the struggles that you had, maybe you can tell me something that would encourage me. Not that they can solve your struggles, but they can encourage you in ways that they were encouraged as they went through things. So that's kind of what I would say was um, just go to someone. I just recently had a, a young woman come to me and confided, I guess you would say confided, or shared a struggle that they were going through. And I thought to myself, I said, that took a lot of courage to be able to go to someone and open up your heart and not know if, if they're going to condemn you or criticize you, but to say, oh, I understand what you're going through. And, and this is what we went through or whatever. And I have a great testimony of a, a niece that has traveled a really rough road. She's probably close to 30. And I would tell parents, don't get discouraged and don't lose hope because um, we just learned that she had started going to church with her boyfriend. And then two weeks ago, I talked to her. They got baptized, engaged, and are getting married. And then this niece would be the one that I would say, never, never God would come into her life. So I would say be encouraged yeah. that it's not hopeless. Yeah, I think this is what Nana's saying. The story's not over yet. Yes. It's not over yet. Right. So no matter where you are, what you're feeling, you're like, Lord, I don't know how this child's going to get this. Lord, what, how's this going to work out? The story is not right. complete yet. All right, one last one with the mom, the mom Stephanie. So, all right, so you're in, you're in the grind. You're swimming in diapers. Yes. Your formula's all over the place. Your yes. whole day is just... Full, your whole conversation all day long is stop, don't touch her. Right. Do that. I'll break your hand if you do that again. You know, that's your that's that's how that's how everything looks all day you long. You haven't taken a shower. You haven't taken a shower. Five o'clock. And it's five o'clock <laughs> and and yes. You know yes, you've been there. All that. Right? So, so so what would you say to the moms that are right there right now to encourage them? Hey, I get where you're at. We have four kids and our oldest one, um, she was seven when our youngest one was born. And some of y'all have them stair-stepped a little closer than I do. And I remember some days it just involved uh, diapers, um, feeding the babies, diaper blowouts and stuff like that. Um, and just try to enjoy the moment. Uh, laugh at yourself. Laugh when you're 
child spills a whole thing of cereal on the floor. Um, it's, it's, it's hard sometimes, but find a friend, do life together, find someone, say, hey, you want to take these kids to a park because I need to talk to an adult or whatever. Uh, plug yourself in with women that are like you. Uh, find a friend that you can talk to. And um, I try to find the positive in the moments. Even the days that got long and hard, I was thankful that I, that, um, that I got to be a mom and that um, the Lord chose me to, to give me these four children. And so I tried to find the positive in that, and I knew that it was only a season, and here I am, my oldest one is in college. And, you know, they say, oh, it goes by fast. And you're like, yeah, whatever. It goes by fast. <laughs> and so enjoy yeah. the moment, enjoy every season, yeah. um, and be encouraged that um, it goes by quick. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Well, we're going to shift from the mom to now the wife, okay? So real simple question, okay? So what would you say is the great, your greatest need as a wife? Ella, you can't answer this question. No. Right. Oh. Um, chocolate? Is <laughs> all right. Great. There you go, my girl. Chocolate. There you go. Chocolate. There it is. All right. Mom, greatest need as, as a wife? For me, it's just having the emotional support when I need it. You can always say a paycheck, but uh, that's not, not a true need. Uh, you know, I mean, I, it is a little bit. Well, yeah, I you mean. have to have finances <laughs> to pay bills, but, but it, just from a different perspective, uh, you know, when I've gone through hard times, and you can get pretty down pretty easy, and just to have somebody there to put their arm around you and hug you and just sometimes say nothing, and you know, other times just say it's going to be okay. You know, and he might not know how, and I might not know how, but just having that... Uh, reassurance and hope, uh, it, it lifts me up. In, Good, Mom. Good. Anna? Um, I would say my greatest need would be security, not so much financial, but to know that um, when we go through situations, um, circumstances happen, that um, I can be secure in that Larry and I will go through it together and that he will take the lead as far as um, encouraging me. And his favorite thing is when we do go through something is, we're going to get through this. God's faithful. Amen. And that's a great security to me that he takes that lead um, emotionally, spiritually, and that he's able to help me when I go through something to say, I don't know if I can do this. And he'll say, yes, we can, because God has been faithful through the years. Oh, I answer this too? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say that you care for me, that um, anything that happens that I'm besides the Lord, that I'm number one to you, that means a lot to me, and that somehow he always takes care of everything. You know, things are crazy. How are we going to do this? Or what about this? And there's a big confidence that um, because he's a man of God, it just, he's, he always speaks the word over us, over, over me, over the kids. Hey, can you say that last thing? Because I'm a what? The, the people didn't hear it. Uh, did I say a great man of God? I, I, I'm sure. <laughs> I just want to make sure you You are. You really there. are. But he cares for me. I'm number one. And, um, and whatever we go through, we go through together. And that he, um, he loves the Lord. And so who he is here is who he is at home. Um, his heart for God is amazing. I'm going to cry, so. You don't have to. And this mascara is not waterproof, so. <laughs> I bought it the other day, and I kind of teared up this morning. I'm like, darn. 
So anyway. Okay, but y'all kind of answered matters. the question, I think, yes. but of this next one here, which I was simply going to ask, and I would say, men, pay attention. How can, how can you, you, your, the husband can su support him better? But I think you're hearing it uh, just by supporting, by caring, by whatever you go through. Uh, I know men many times. I did this for the first 10 years, I'd say. I felt like I had to solve all the problems. I felt like I had to get everything. And so I felt like I had to protect her from all the stuff. Now there's some things, maybe it's like, you know, things are going on at work and you and this guy, y'all are butting heads about something. I don't always process that stuff, type of stuff with Stephanie because I know it's going to be okay in a day or two or something like that. And so I think there is some wisdom in that. But all in all, you know, we're, we're doing this life together and supporting one another and, uh, and loving, loving them, you know, as the Bible says. And as you guys can hear, does money matter? Of course it matters. I mean, at the end, you know, because you got to pay the bills, you got to do those things. They need to know that it, that, it, that, it, that it makes a difference, but that's not it. Really, the emotional support is, is the uh, main one. And guys, let's just be honest, that's the harder one. It's easier to bring a, a, a paycheck than it is to, to figure out all this emotional support stuff, you know, because it can, it's emotional, so it can be all over the place. And one day it can be this, and one day it can be that. And so you got to kind of learn, learn your spouse, learn your wife. I see a lot of giggling out there. And it's a lot of, because we get it. It's not easy. It's not hard. But I'll tell you this, men, if you're willing to do the hard work, there's an intimacy with your, with your wife that is invaluable on the other side of that. It really is. When you feel one, that's a powerful feeling. And so uh, a super, super powerful thing. Jason, can I yeah. add something? Sure. Yeah, and another thing that we were talking about in that relationship uh, dynamic is men a lot of times want to fix the problem, especially when us as women are dealing with the emotions. They want to say, well, it's going to be all right and just throw it under the rug and we're supposed to be better. But it doesn't always work like that. We don't always want it fixed. We want to be heard. And it may take a little time for us to process our feelings before we're better. We want our feelings, um, men, we want our feelings to be validated. Whether they're right or wrong, we want it to be validated. And Larry would say, I don't understand why you feel that way. Well, I do. So, <laughs> so you just have to let me process it, Listen. you know? It's, it's my feelings. I can't turn them off just because you say I shouldn't feel like that. I, you know, and just validate it until I can process it, until the Lord helps me process it, and then we can discuss it. But at least give me the satisfaction of saying, I understand to a degree what you're going through. Preach. <laughs> so look, and seriously, this is a real challenge for me. And it's just in the last few years that I'm getting it, what they're talking about right there is, um, Stephanie would say, I feel like this. And I would tell Stephanie, well, your feelings are wrong. It didn't turn out well. No, no, but no. this... Not, not, that didn't go over too good. Let me, let me tell you what I thought I was not doing. Good. Seriously. I thought it was my job to speak truth over the situation in her life. And so she'd be like, well, I don't feel like you care. I'm like, well, that's a lie from the pits of hell. Well, I feel it. Well, that's a lie from the pits of hell too. You know? And so I'm just like, I'm trying to speak truth in the whole thing. And instead, of, I've had to learn that as she says it, like, okay, listen, I'm going to be honest. I don't understand why you feel that way. I'm actually pretty confused why you feel that way. I know no men understand what I'm saying out there right now. I'm confused at why you actually feel that way right there. But I realize it's real to you. And so I would just there and listen. And sometimes I say, well, what can I do to help you not feel that way anymore? Because that's not what I want. And so if you didn't hear anything, men, that was your moment in the service right there. What can I do to help you not feel that way anymore? And, uh, and, and you know what I usually find it is? It's nothing big. It's usually small things. That's what it is. It's usually a small thing. 
and that, that's all it takes. So, all right. So, all right, real quick, uh, last thing on the wife, because we've got to move on uh, on the wife. Ella, I thought I'd throw one your way here. Ella, tell kids how can they. So teenagers is your moment. Kids, here's your moment. Everybody listen up. Teenagers sitting at the edge of your seat, ready to go. It's one of you, the 14, wisdom from the 14-year-old Ella Robinson. All right, here it comes, here. There you go. All right, tell the kid, tell the students, kids, all that, how, what they can do to honor their mom and their father, for that matter, and, uh, and it's just to just do it. What could you do to honor? Um, I'd say, like, first of all, listen the first time that they ask something. That's also Wait, hold on. on. Is this recorded? Church. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to get y'all to say amen a little bit more. That was a moment. That was a moment. That was a moment. Okay, wait, here we go. I want y'all to affirm that so your kids hear it. And if your kids are in the back, say it so loud that they can hear it all the way in the back. All right, here it is. Say that one more time. Obey it. Listen the first time. Yes. All right, hallelujah. You're also honoring yourself because if you don't listen the first time, you'll get in trouble. There you go. All right. So, and then just to like let your mom or your dad know how grateful you are, I think, because... They do so much, and, like, we know that we see what they do, and, like, we're grateful for it. So just to, like, give, like, communicate your, like, gratefulness to them and just to, like, let them know that you're thankful for them and you're thankful for, like, what they do for you. Gotcha. That's good. All right, let's jump over to the friend uh, so, so just so we stay, stay on time here. So now go, jumping over from the wife to the friend, I wanted to talk about friendship for a second because that's not always easy for some. So, Mom, I'm going to ask you first, how does, how does friendship look like uh, here you are, empty nester, no kids in the home. Uh, what does friendship look like for you at, at, at this phase in your life? Well, <laughs> um, for the longest time, I didn't have a lot of friends because I was, had a wall around me where, you know, I had maybe acquaintances, but not true friends. And it took me a while to break that wall down. And I did meet a lady that was intent in breaking the wall down. And then when I finally warmed up to that and opened up and let her get close to me, she uh, helped me in a lot of ways. But not being used to a healthy relationship, I didn't realize that I was starting to smother her and just kind of expect all my emotional support from her, which was totally out of balance. It's not the way it should be. And then so in turn... Uh, it got to be overwhelming to her where she didn't want to be a friend with me anymore and started pushing me away. And it really crushed me for more reasons than one, but mainly because I felt like I let, finally let my guard down to let someone come into my world to be a friend with me, and then she hurt me deeply. And again, you know, I had some flaws in the relationship because was, it wasn't healthy boundaries. I just uh, expected her to lift me up all the time, and it just wasn't her place to do that. So uh, I was devastated. Uh, I didn't know if I ever wanted to have another friend. <laughs> and uh, so for a while, I, I was really depressed, and, and I prayed, prayed about it, and, and I, I felt like God answered me one day, and he said that, you know, I, I depend, first of all, I'm depending too much on the, friend, the friendship, and and I felt like, well, who am I? Nobody wants me. I feel like I'm rejected. And so he answered that question, like, who am I? And, and I felt like he was saying, you know, you are a mother to your children. You're a wife to your husband. You might be a friend to another person. And all the different aspects of life that, that you know, I, I am somebody because of those identities that I give myself. You know, what if, so he... he 
taught me that, well, what if I wasn't a mother? What if I wasn't a wife? What if I wasn't a friend? Basically, what he was saying is, what if everything was stripped from me and I felt like I was a nothing? Then who am I? You know, where is my identity? And he made me realize that my identity is, is in him and him alone. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have anything else going on, it's who I am to him that mattered. Yeah. That's really and, good, Mom. And so I do have a good cl- couple of fo- close friends now. That was a rough patch for me, but it gave me a totally new perspective on friendships. That's awesome. You know, That's so awesome. I, I know, have a lot, lot of people that are acquaintances, but only a few that are true, genuine, deep friends that I know I can count on. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe yeah. I'm a person that doesn't need a lot of friends, but I had to walk through that little path there to get to where I am now. And That's awesome. So Mom. I'm at That's peace awesome. with it. I want to jump to the students for a second again. Ella, Ella, I know the, we know the answer to this for the most part. I want to hear from your perspective, though. How important are friends and what kind of impact do they have on you as, as a teenager? Uh, first of all, I think friends are very important to have, especially in, like, junior high or high school years because you definitely need people there for you because they're kind of overwhelming years. There's a lot going on between sports and academics or whatever you do, extracurriculars. And just to know that you have someone there is really important. And the impact, um, definitely a positive one when you know you have people that you can like fall onto and like talk to. It definitely helps you get through everything. And your friends help build you up. Like to, when you pick the right friends, they'll help build you up. And you'll always have a couple friends if you don't have like a lot. I think you'll always find at least one or two friends that you know are there for you and you can count on. And that's like a really big deal to yeah. me. I say more than anything else as a parent, focus on their friendships. Pay attention to their friendships. If they have friendship you don't feel good about, ask the Lord to help not wound people, but move people and separate people. I've done that. God, God, I don't feel good about this. I don't know how to handle this whole thing. I know if I come in like a bull, if I have to, I will. Lord, but whatever I pray you would say. And every time I've prayed that, God's been faithful to, uh, to move things around. So he really has been. So, um, all right. All right, with the friend. Last one with the uh, friend. Stephanie, speak to the person out there who's having a hard time the mom out there or the lady or whoever maybe is having a hard time finding a friend. We moved to this big city. People going a thousand miles an hour. Everybody seems like they're yeah. busy, got stuff going on. Maybe there's somebody out there just struggling with a, to make a friend. What would you tell them, babe? Yeah, well, I would say um, when we did move here, I had a best friend in Louisiana. I still talk to her all the time. But we moved here. Um, and, and, and women are emotional. We need friends. And so, first of all, I would say be a friend. Be the initiator. Um, there were many people here, and, and they're still here in this church, that they have little kids, and I was like, they would go to the park. I'm like, hey, can I come to the park with you? I didn't care that I didn't have a little one going to the park. I just wanted to, I just wanted to have a friend. And um, so I would say don't sit at home waiting for the phone call. Be the phone call. Be the initiator. Call them. Hey, you want to get coffee? Hey, you want to, oh, I have little kids. Hey, I'll go to the park with you. No big deal. Hey, I'll come to your house. We'll fold laundry together, whatever it is, but be a friend. Be the initiator be the leader. Mm-hmm. That's good. Is that, that's, is that good? That's great. Is that okay? That's great. What the Bible says, he who wants friends must first be, friend. be friendly, you know? Yeah. And so many times we're sitting back waiting for someone to ring the phone call or shoot the text when, hey, you make the phone call. Yeah. You shoot the text. And guess what? You're going to do that and someone's not going to call you back. Yeah. Or somebody's not going to text you back. It's going to happen. I, I'm not going to tell you if, I'm going to tell you when. It's going to happen at some point. And when it does, text the next person. Call the next person. Well, pastor, it's easy for you because of your personality. Yes, it probably is because that kind of stuff doesn't bother me right. quite as much. It doesn't, you know. Um, but it is critical 
uh, that, that you do that. I, I think it's just important that you, you take that step. So, all right, we're going to jump over now to, the, to the, the final one, the person. Just a few more minutes, and we'll pray for you guys. And uh, ladies, we have a great gift for you on the way out here uh, today. Can we yeah. divert a little bit here? Uh, okay, sure. Sure. All right, well, you we're going to divert. Um, oh. Your mom and I probably agree that we've raised pretty good kids here. You know, we, I mean, we think we did a good job. Can we so, say? <laughs> I, I'd like to turn the tables and ask them uh, a question. Okay. Um, when you look back at the way that you grew up, and the influence that your parents and your mom had on you, what would you say to moms and parents? What did your parents do to influence you to become the person you are nowadays? You go first. Oh, great, okay. <laughs> Give you time to think about it. All right, so uh, I'd say, I mean, there's a bunch of things, obviously, right? Um, as parents, as your kids are growing up, the parents out there, you, you watch your kids grow up, and as you watch your kids grow up, you know how you see some good things in them? You're like, they got that from me. Right. Then you see them do some bad things, and you're like, dang, they got that from me. Right. Y'all know, know the feeling? And so uh, I would say, if I had to kind of break it down, I'd say two, two things. I'd say their example to me and the environments they put me in. So my mom and dad's example to me, I would say, first off, my mom... Uh, without going too deep into the whole thing, if you knew my mom's whole story growing up, then you'd know uh, there was love in the home, but it was hard to find. It's kind of hard to find. So there definitely wasn't words of encouragement. There weren't things like that. Uh, it was actually in quite, her home, not in her, her home. home. Yeah. So quite the opposite of what you would expect from a loving home. And so, um, so the fact that my mom could even just speak words of love over me was was pretty awesome for her. It was pretty awesome for her. And uh, I always knew I was loved. I never had to worry about that. Uh, my dad, I could always, every morning if I got up, he was reading his Bible, he was praying. And so the example was, they, what, the example that they were at church was the same thing they were when they were home. And let me tell you what that meant. When they made a mistake at home, they'd say, man, I blew that one. I, would you forgive me? I, I messed that one up. And so, so the example isn't being perfect at home. The, the example is be real. Right. Be real everywhere you are. Be you everywhere you are. And so... I appreciate the example. The second thing is the environments. They made sure I was in the right environments. They made sure I was at youth. They made sure I was at small groups. They made sure I was at, I went to the camps, the conventions, to all that. They made sure they put me in an environment that God could talk to me, and he did. And in those environments is where God spoke to me. I gave my heart to Christ. I was baptized in the power of the Holy Spirit, got saved. All, all these things were the environments they put me in. Even when they weren't saved themselves, they put me in Awana, which is in the right environment that got, that, that I, I met Christ there. So, um, so I would say uh, example and, and environment. So yeah, and for me, I, sh I should have went first. Now I got to follow that up. You're great. <laughs> but for me, um, I grew up in a Christian home my whole life. And so it was a steadfast um, commitment that I saw in my parents to the Lord. And we went through some really challenging times. Um, I'm not even going to lie, where they could have easily turned their back on the Lord and we could have quit going to church and been like, God, how did you let this happen? It, that never happened. There was never, God, you weren't faithful. Why'd you do this? It was, God is good. We'll get through it. And we saw, my sister, I have one sister, and my sister and I always saw the commitment to the Lord and their commitment to each other. 
And so that brings a real security to, to your child, and we try to do that. But then I just felt loved. You know, my mom did all, so many fun things. Valentine's Day, Easter, the table was set, and it was just, you know, you just felt loved. But, um, and the, we always were in the house of God every Sunday. And it um, kind of like my wonderful mother-in-law said, it wasn't a choice. It's where we went. And um, I thank God for that. My dad, every morning, I heard him praying at five o'clock in the morning, just waking me up, crying, God. I'm like, Dad, I'm trying to sleep. But I mean, that's like amazing. And so for me, wow, what a treat. And so, um, yeah. Did I answer that appropriately? You did. did. So I'm going to have to lay in the plane. So we're going to end on the last question, if we could. So um, if you could say one thing, I'm, I'm going to start with you, baby. I'm going to come all the way across right here. If you could say one thing to encourage the ladies out there, maybe it's the younger ladies out there, or any ladies, Ella, what would you say? Um, so one thing I would say is just to like do you, like be yourself and don't let anyone change you because that's the most like important thing is to just stay yourself no matter what environment you are around your friends because when you are yourself then you show people the real you and people like to know people who are real and they like to know people who like come across like you are like what you see, like you're not a fake person, you'll be there for them. And then just to set an example for God, like in our schools, it can be tough to like set an example and like stay like with that because people can be talking about different things and you're like, you just want to fit in. But just to know, just to set an example for him because it will work out with you and you can impact people around you. Like they'll be like, oh, who's that girl? Like I want to know her. She looks different because you're setting an example for God and you're just showing people how you can still be happy, a light for God, but still have fun. Like you don't have to be like this perfect person, but you can still have fun and be real with people. Great, baby. Great job. That's nice. Go girl. Better watch out. She might take your place. (laughs) Seriously. Go. Mom, what would you you say? Yeah, I'd like to just say that, uh, you know, we're not perfect examples up here. You know, we all have our flaws. And, and every one of us are not perfect. And I, I think we need to give ourselves permission to make mistakes and just always go back to the Lord and just say, help me with this. And, you know, if you're not doing something right, we'll just work on it and, and do better. And, and just don't live in guilt because you think you're not the perfect parent because there is none. There is no perfect parent. That's right. So you just learn the words, strive to live by it and just do the best you can do. And God will take care of the rest. And God truly is an example in my son's life because I was very flawed. And we kind of learned together, but he, he got a head start on me. And I just really, a lot of people, a lot of times people say, you raised a great son. And I, and I truly know that I did, but I just have to give God most of the glory for it because what I did was just a drop in the bucket to what he did to make this man what he is. Wow, thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mom. Nana? You know, like Stephanie said, um, we had some rough years. Um, We've been married 50 years. We've been walking with the Lord probably over 40. Um, Maybe not quite 40, but anyway. Um, And we always look back on the things that we went through, and you can look at those things and you can get depressed because maybe life hasn't turned out the way that you wanted it to. But... When you look at the future, then you can say, God, you were faithful then, so what, why do I fear the future? Or why do I question the future? When you were faithful then, you'll be faithful 
now. You'll be faithful for the next circumstance that we face. So I would say to encourage you just to trust in the faithfulness of God because he is faithful and he will carry you through. If you just look back on what he's already done in your life, you can say, God, you were faithful then and you'll be faithful the next time. Amen. Amen. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bring, um, us, bring us home, baby. All right. <laughs> we're going to land this plane. So what could I say to encourage all my friends out here? Um, so I'm a mom of four. I'm a wife. I'm a friend. Um, and we just do this mom thing together, right? And so many times, it's hard decisions. We have so many choices as moms. And uh, so many times we tear each other apart, you know? It's like, oh, um, you, you don't feed your kids all organic food? Or, oh, I do feel my kids. Or, oh, you had an epidural. Oh, you had a water birth. Or, oh, you, did, you homeschool? You don't homeschool. And we're, like, tearing each other up, Right. And for me, I would tell hey, that you, was real, what she just I said. would tell you, look <laughs> at another mom, no matter what her decision is, and say, hey, you're killing this mom thing. That's right. That's you're killing this, no matter what decision you have. It's hard, y'all. Yeah. It's hard to raise kids. I want to do it the right way. I want my kids to love Jesus, number one. So I don't care what you feed your kids. I don't care what kind of birth you had. I don't care where your kids go to school. I care about you. And if I can encourage you that, hey, you're a great mom. You're a great friend. I'm going to cheer you on. Let's tell each other, you're killing this thing. Let's do this together. Hey, if you're struggling, I'm struggling. Let's struggle together. Let's think of how we can do this together. If you're crying, call me. I'll cry with you. Find a friend. Do life together. So I guess I would encourage you to encourage each other. We were, we were made to be helpmates to our husband. And, and I think I am. Am I? Yes. yes. Okay, say the right answer. But let's be a helpmate to each other. Let's be a helpmate to each other. Don't tear each other down. So many times, like, you know, you get on social media, and you're like, geez, Louise, like, come on. We're in this together. Amen. First, we're in this to honor Christ. Amen. And we want to be a godly mom. We want to be a God. We just want to be a Christian, right? So our first role in life is that we love Jesus. And that's my first role. Like, God, when I stand before you, did I honor you with my, my life? Before I, was, before I was a wife, before I was a mom. Was I a good wife? Was I a good mom? Did I mess up? Hey, learn to say you're sorry. That's a good thing. Learn to say you're sorry. I've taught my kids that. And I'm like, hey, I, I, I messed up. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? That means a lot. So I just want to encourage you, don't take yourself so seriously. Laugh at yourself. Laugh at your mistakes. It's going to be okay. God's grace covers everything, right? We say, I'm sorry. You, you, you fall. Get back up. Our race isn't over. God is with you. We are with you. We're so proud of you. And if you messed up, it's okay. God covers it all. But I would say to each lady, be another, be another lady's cheerleader. If you're a teenager, man, life's hard. It's hard to stand for righteousness in schools. Get a friend. Say, hey, let's do this together. Amen. Be, be together with someone. That, that's what I would say. That's can I add yes. one thing? Yes. yes. You know, and a lot of these problems are just seasonal. They're not going to last a lifetime. Right. So after a period of time, you're going to move on to another season. Amen. 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 Thanks. Let's, let's, I want to yeah. pray for the ladies. ladies y'all are good right there. We'll stay there. I'm going to ask this. I'm going to ask every uh, lady in the room, if you're able to, would you just stand where you are? I just want to bless you where you are. I want to pray a, a, a prayer of blessing over you. Uh, as I'm praying, in just a moment, we'll dismiss you. Uh, but Father, I just pray for our ladies right now, every single one of them, God, from the youngest to the oldest, God. 
Father, I'm just asking your hand to be upon them, God. I'm asking your spirit to be with them, Lord Jesus. And Father, for so many that came in, and man, sometimes they feel like they're just trying to measure up to this, that, the other, all these different things. God, I pray they would cease striving, God, and rest in you, Lord God. That they're doing their best to be the best mom. They're doing their best to be the best friend. They're doing their best to be a a, a good wife, Lord Jesus. And Father, I pray right now as a church, we come around them and we affirm them right now. And we say, you're killing it. Keep going. Keep moving forward. Hey, you're not alone in this. We're with you on this. And Father, I pray, Lord, through all of this, Lord God, that your name will be glorified in all things today, Lord Jesus. I pray blessing and favor and honor upon these women of God, Lord, women of righteousness, women of virtue, Lord Jesus. And maybe some, even as I'm saying these things, they're like, Pastor, you don't know my past. I've been anything but that, God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that when you come into our life, God, you don't just forgive us of all things. You forget them, Lord God. And you say, all the old things are gone. Behold, all the new things. Everything's new in front of you. And so, Father, I bless our ladies today. And we thank you for them, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. I'm going to pray for our, I'm going to ask our prayer team to come on down now, if you would, to get in position. If you need prayer for anything whatsoever, we're here for you. Uh, other than that, I want to tell you, moms, happy Mother's Day. Father, bless the ladies today. Bless families as they get together, Lord God. Go out to eat, have fun. Bless them, Lord God. And Lord, I pray uh, all day, Lord God, there would just be such a sense of your presence. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Can we give the Lord a hand? Thank you guys so much for coming. Ladies on the way out, every lady on the way out, we have a gift for you guys. Please take that and have a wonderful day. We love you guys. God bless you.